This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Daily Tip, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And we are off in the final hour of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Great to have you along with us on this Tuesday. Coming up in the final hour, time to look ahead to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And if the Packers can pull off one more upset, this time against the one-seed Niners. At 8.20, we will switch gears and look at the looming matchups in the AFC. Then it is our best bets at 8.45. Chelsea, I made a stupid mistake this weekend. So mad at myself. So on Friday night and Saturday night, a couple of Catherine's friends were in town. So we went out both nights, had some drinks on Friday. And then on Saturday, we all went to dinner, then had drinks after that. But on Friday night, I decided, I'll just take care of the bill, be nice. And because we were just sitting around having some drinks, it wasn't a big deal. But I left my, I left my debit card. You ever do this? I do this all the time where I sign, I just leave my card inside that little plastic sleeve or whatever. And I always do that. So I woke up the next morning. I was like, eh, I forgot my card. I'll walk down the street and get it. I know exactly where it is. So it was at a, a hotel bar. And so I went to the hotel security lost and found, which they told me, oh, this is where it's going to be. And so I get my card back. They had it. And I look as I'm walking away and there is a charge on my account overnight from anthropology. And I'm like, wait a second. I don't, I didn't order anything from anthropology. And so I thought someone has, someone has absolutely used my card overnight so I had to call Bank of America. I had to say this is a fraud. I had to talk to the hotel people. I'm like, this card was out of my possession for 24 hours. Why would I order anything from Anthropology, which is like a generally, I believe, sort of a women's dress store. They have other things. Doesn't make any sense. But then, so I had to cancel my card. 
a new card coming out. They did a small investigation at the hotel. And then I remembered because I got an email yesterday that like two months ago, I had ordered something for the lovely Catherine. And guess what? I totally forgot about it. And then they finally charged me because it was back ordered. And then it came in the one night when that card was out of my possession. So false alarm. And I felt like a real moron. I was about to guess that because anthropology seems like a store that Catherine would shop at because it's like young women. It's pretty fashionable. So I was like, okay, I bet she had like your card on file on her computer or something. That was going to be my guess because that has happened to me before where, you know, you have the autofill on here. It's like, oh, we'll use that card. Uh, so I'm glad your card didn't get stolen. Um, but yeah, that does suck that you went through all that trouble. Because I think oh. that's the worst part, right? Is the time that you won't get back and the embarrassment mm -hmm. of saying, it was me. It was not <laughs> the bartender. It was right? nobody who stole my card. It was simply me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. And now I got to go back. Like I called Bank of America. Fine. Took care of that. The problem is now I have to use a new card and enter it in like 45 different online oh. sites. You know how that goes. That's, oh. God, it's such a grind. It's like, oh, your car didn't go through. I know it didn't. I know. Modern but struggles. I oh, like, I know. Think of I've the people in like life. the middle ages where we're just like, God, isn't it the <laughs> worst when you have to update your credit card info? And they were like, we literally have poop on the street. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, oh, I know. I, it sounds like such a first world problem. First but world now problem. I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am going to go back to the, the hotel because of the whatever. It's just down the street. And I'm going to let security know there was no shenanigans. No one tried to steal my number because they were like, this is a very serious issue, Mr. Jenkins. I was like, oh, well, it's not, you know, not terrible. I just want you guys to know it looks like someone may have grabbed my card overnight and I don't want to get anyone in trouble. So now I got to walk back, tail between my legs and say, all is well. Nobody did anything inappropriate. That's on me. I forgot about this order from two months ago because I don't remember ordering from Anthropology. There was just something Catherine won. I was like, I'll get this. And I, just, I completely forgot. I will say it doesn't seem like something a criminal would do. Like normally when somebody <laughs> steals your credit card, it's like, you know, a bunch of charges at Best Buy. They probably bought some big electronic thing. Walmart, gas stations, things like that. Not Anthropology, which is like pretty high end. Like, it's not like Gucci or anything, but right. I feel like it's pretty, you know, high end. So I feel like people who are stealing credit cards are not shopping at Anthropology. Well, my thought was, and this is just my, this is just me thinking, you know, conspiracy theory in a conspiracy theory way, which is, hmm, you didn't steal it completely. You just thought you would slide in one purchase that you thought maybe I wouldn't recognize, and that way you would get away with it. That's what I thought. Like, oh, you didn't think I'd notice this $65 charge on my account? I absolutely noticed that. That's 65 bucks. That's a few drinks right there. That's part of an electric bill. So my thought was they were being super sneaky, but then that's when you get into your head and you're playing too many games with yourself, and you're like, dude, maybe it just didn't happen at all. Because if you're going to steal something, why not steal something? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And that's why we're not criminals <laughs> or successful yeah, exactly. ones, at least. Exactly. Uh, was it a female bartender? Like, I think because all the the, yes. the pieces would have had to connect. Okay. 
Because if it's a yes, female it bartender and she's, you know, um, over the age of like 25, maybe under 25 year olds shop there. I don't know. But bottom line, I can see where you think where you would think that somebody did that. Like, it's not that yes. crazy of a conspiracy. Like, you're not going on, you know, who's that guy? Alex Jones. Who's the guy that's on InfoWars? <laughs> that's him. Yes, that's definitely him. Ugh. Ugh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll stay away from that. But I will say the pieces did fit because also the woman at service, and she was nice enough. But have you ever been served by someone and you're trying to be nice to them, but they don't, they just don't want to like you. Like they, whatever, maybe they're having a bad day. You never know what's going on with someone. And I'm trying to be nice and trying to lighten things up. And for some reason she just wasn't having it. And I'm like, all right, I'll leave her alone. But she, I don't know if she didn't want to be there. I don't know what was going on, but I was like, well, it was a woman. She wasn't very nice. Maybe she kind of took advantage of that. So that's kind of why I thought all the pieces might fit together. Ultimately, I'll go down there. I'll straighten it out. Everyone will keep their jobs. Everything will be fine. Chelsea, no conspiracy theories this weekend in San Francisco. Just good old-fashioned football. It starts on Saturday night at Levi Stadium. 8 o'clock kickoff. Packers at the 49ers. Niners laying 10. Niners minus 500 on the money line. Packers plus 375. Total set at 50 and a hook. Packers coming off destroying the Cowboys at Cowboys Stadium over the weekend in Dallas. And now you have to wonder if Mike McCarthy's job is in question. Is this too many points or not? It kind of feels like it, the way that the Packers are playing right now. But if there is one team that I don't want to go against, it's the San Francisco 49ers, who have been dominant all season long now with some extra rest. Because the only times that they haven't looked dominant was when they were banged up, when Trent Williams didn't play on the offensive line, when Debo Samuel didn't play, when Christian McCaffrey did not play. So of all the teams in the NFL, doesn't this feel like the one trustworthy team that's left? Like, Because mm -hmm. you look at the NFC, and there was big sabotage factors with you know, the the former heads of class with the Eagles, we kind of saw that the vibes were really bad going into the postseason. And then the Cowboys, uh, the postseason and the Cowboys, we know do not mix. So doesn't mm -hmm. it feel like if there is one team in the NFL right now that feels the most trustworthy, it has to be the Niners? I would think so, right? It has to be. It has to be the Niners. Of all the teams, the one consistent team. Now, one thing I did read, and I want to make sure I got this straight, that in every win the Niners have had this season, each and every single one has been by at least 10 points or more. Is that correct? I got to double check that. When you're researching things early, sometimes your mind starts to go, especially when you're old like me, start to go anyway. But I think when the Niners win, the Niners win. Now, this is the playoffs. It gets more competitive, obviously. Maybe this is different. But if you're talking about the best and most consistent teams, the Niners feel like the one team that seemed to just go in. They do their, they're like the Nikola Jokic of the NFL. They just go in, they do their job, and they get out of town, and they do it with precision. Right, and they're playing at home here, and they have yeah. extra time to get ready. So I think the number is justified. Like there, If there is a true 10-point favorite, it does feel like the Niners are that. But are we giving the Packers enough credit? Like, I think that's the question here is you see a team that's coming in with a lot of confidence. And also, there is not much pressure 
on the Green Bay Packers here. Like, I know there's been a lot of pressure for Jordan Love to fill the footsteps of Aaron Rodgers, but it feels like he's doing it pretty well so far. Granted, he's not won an MVP uh, just yet. But still, it feels like all the pressure is on the Niners here. Even though it doesn't feel like as overwhelming as the pressure was on, say, like the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think it's going to be a tough time for the Packers because it's going to be really tough for them to establish a run uh, against Mm -hmm. these linebackers, one of the best linebacking core uh, of any team in the NFL. So a lot of the success for the Packers has not just been uh, has not just been Jordan Love. It's also been the success of Aaron Jones and the run game. When you have a young quarterback, it takes a lot of pressure off of you if the run is successful. You know, it's harder for defenses to really key in on the passing game. So I think it starts there. I think the Packers are not going to run the ball quite as effectively in this one. We knew that the matchup going into that Cowboys game was Sometimes the Cowboys were not great at stopping the run. We saw it in that game. So I think that this is going to be a much different matchup than going against the Cowboys. So I think I would still lean towards the Niners. It's not my favorite Mm -hmm. play, but I don't think we see this Packers team that we saw last game just coming out, you know, guns a-blazing and really setting the offensive stats on fire. Well, let's move to Detroit. Motown is the setting for Sunday's 3 o'clock kickoff at Ford Field. Bucks and the Lions. The Lions are laying six. Lions minus 275 on the money line. If MGM send me a robe. Bucks plus 210. Total set at 48 and a half. By God, I'm going to get that robe. I don't care what it takes. Chelsea, so what's the play here? Are the Bucks really going to continue this run that they've had? They've won six of seven. Baker Mayfield has banged up ribs. He's playing some of the best football of his career. He's rejuvenated a Tampa franchise that we thought wasn't going to do anything this season. And here are the Lions looking for their second playoff win now since 1957. Tell us the early week play. I have no idea. I got to do more research here. This is just kind of throwing things out before we really dig down into the numbers. Right. Well, if Baker Mayfield has been on fire, he has another great matchup to do the same thing against this Lions secondary. They're giving up the second most yards per attempt of any secondary in the NFL. So it's a generous matchup. And especially with the receivers that Baker Mayfield has, looks like they should be able to put up some points in this one. Again, this one also Mm -hmm. indoors. So, you know, those conditions are favorable. What about the total? 48 and a half. If we do think this one's going to be back and forth, and I do think the Lions offense should be able to get something going uh, with Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta and company. I think we do see a lot of points here. I think I would maybe lean towards the six and the bucks. But if you're expecting a lot of points, that means points are not at a premium. Yeah. That's what kind of scares me about taking the bucks plus six. But still, it's another good matchup. Maybe I'll look at a team total for the Tampa Bay Bucks, even though I keep uh-huh. remembering that game where they won it, what, 9 nothing. That lives yeah. rent-free in my mind. So <laughs> it's kind of the sabotage <laughs> factor. But still, matchup-wise, just based on the X's and O's, should be a good matchup for the passing game for the Bucks. I think so as well. That line secondary is definitely the weak spot. I think if you look at the totality of the Lions or who they are as a football team from top to bottom, you know what surprised me watching that game, Eagles and Bucks? Like the Eagles did such a terrible job of tackling. Seriously. Yeah. If, if you, I, I'm not one to say, oh, I need to tackle better. You can say that, I guess, maybe 
about most teams that lose. But yesterday in particular, last night, how many times did we see a Bucks receiver just grab a pass in the flat and then the Eagles miss tackle, miss tackle, and a dude is off to the races? It was embarrassing. Yeah, there was one specifically by Bradbury because I was like, who was that? Oh. Just let him get a first down. What are we doing here? So, yeah, but also that was the matchup against the Eagles. The Eagles' secondary was really bad going into that game too. Yeah, maybe the, maybe the Bucs can take advantage of the Lions as well. Lions much better in the second half of that game against the Rams, but if you look back at the season, that's one area in which you can score some points on Detroit. Coming up next year on the show, we move to the other side of the NFL and take an early look at the remaining playoff picture in the AFC. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. It is a daily tip from MQL presented by Benjamin GM. Start right Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Ladies and gentlemen, David Dangster. Come on, WD. Bit of breaking news here. We're talking about the Eagles falling last night to the Bucks, and now Adam Schefter is reporting that six-time All-Pro future Hall of Famer Jason Kelsey, the great Eagles center, is calling it quits after that loss to Tampa. Almost retired last year, and believed that you know he might walk away after playing in the Super Bowl. Decided to give it one more run. But now, apparently, it is official, and Jason Kelsey is walking away. And, man, you talk about an incredible career. This guy has been so good for so long. And I'm not an Eagles guy. I used to be an Eagles guy a long, long time ago. But I always hate to see great players walk away without a ring. And it's a shame for Jason Kelsey because, man, he has been the anchor of that Philadelphia offensive line for so long. And now he's calling it a career. My God, I forgot how big that cup was that you have. (laughs) Right? It's bigger than a center on a football team. It's holding down the fort over here. Oh, wait. I take this back. He does have a ring. He does have a ring. Sorry, I got that wrong. Well, he was on the Eagles team that won with Nick Foles at quarterback. Is that right, Double D? I kept thinking about last year. Okay, so he does have a ring. Thank God. I want to make sure I correct that. But certainly he is, when you talk about the great centers of all time, he's right up there. Well, now I think the question is going to be how much longer does the other Kelsey brother have? Because Travis Kelsey's getting up there in age, 34, which for this earth is not old, Mm -hmm. but for the game of football, it's, you know, kind of getting up there. Uh, So you look at somebody who has been successful outside the realm of football. Clearly, Travis Kelsey fits that bill uh, with a successful podcast with a thousand endorsements. Same could be said for Jason Kelsey. 
Like their podcast Ooh. is really successful. And I think when you have an avenue like that where you can make money without getting um, what feels like in a car wreck every single week when you are playing mm -hmm. on the line of scrimmage in the National Football League, it doesn't shock me when guys retire because we were looking at Rob Gronkowski. He was 33 when he retired. And I think he could have even played more. Like he seemed like he was still very much at the top of his mm -hmm. game. Travis Kelsey, and I could be wrong, maybe he has a great postseason because he did have a mm -hmm. decent game last time out. It doesn't feel like he's at the top of his game anymore. And correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but it just, I don't want to say he's lost a step, but he just hasn't looked like himself. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, you know, he was injured earlier in the year. Maybe that has something to do with it. Now, they have asked Travis whether or not he was going to retire because he did suggest that a few weeks ago. Like, maybe it's something I'll think about. But then he kind of self-corrected last week and said, no, I realize I still have plenty of years left. I'm not done yet. But I, I will say when it comes to Jason, for example, I know a lot of people out there are immediately going to say Travis Kelsey's brother, which is a slap in the face, honestly, because before there was Travis, there was Jason. And it's rare that you know who a center is or you know who an offensive lineman is. You have to really dominate and be incredible at your craft to not necessarily be a household name, but to be one of the better known names in the NFL. And certainly Jason Kelsey was that guy because he did it so well for so long, which is a credit to the player that he was. And now of course they'll say, Oh, okay. It's, you know, he's Travis Kelsey's brother, but I, I, I understand why, but it's really unfair to Jason Kelsey's career in the NFL. Well, most people that watch football, I think would understand that because think about the strength yeah. of the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, the la last year and even over the years, it's been their offensive line. So if you think one of the best pieces on one of the best offensive lines in football, anybody who knows ball knows that the offensive line is very important. And what do you think of when you think of the Eagles? You think of the tush push and that all yeah. starts from the center and the offensive line. So I feel like a lot of people definitely give him his flowers, but certainly we have seen his face more because he's on the podcast yeah. and because he's, you know, has a very famous brother who happens to be dating Taylor Swift. So I think we've seen his face more, maybe more casuals mm -hmm. know of him because of it, but the people yeah. who know ball, they know him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's true. That's a very good point. And, whoo, man, what a career for Jason Kelsey. Wrapping it up after an incredible career with the Philadelphia Eagles, according to Adam Schefter on ESPN. Let's move to the AFC now and talk about this week's divisional round playoffs, Chelsea. And we start on Saturday. It is a 4.30 kickoff at M&T Bank Stadium. Texans visiting the Ravens. The Ravens laying Nine and a half points. Ravens minus 450. Texans plus 350. Total set at 45 and a hook. Are you surprised 
that this number is nine and a half. Matt was saying in the chat, I think it was last hour, that this is one of the BetQL model's best bets this week because the BetQL model, which is the donkster, says that the Ravens should be favored by what? Five? And here the Ravens are laying nine and a half. Is this too many points? I think it might be justified. Like, I'm still going to take the points with the Texans, but I think I see why this line is nine and a half because the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. Like, you look across the way at the NFC and the best team in the NFC, 10-point favorites against their respective team. And also, these two teams have a rest advantage, which is huge in the NFL, especially when you're a team that's nursing injuries. You brought this up. Mark Andrews, you know, possibly on the horizon to return to the receiving core. He's the security blanket for Lamar Jackson, not only one of the best tight ends in the league, but also when you have that added benefit. We saw what Tom Brady did with Rob Gronkowski in the end zone. When you have that guy, it is such a security um, feeling for the quarterback, which Lamar Jackson doesn't necessarily need it, but it's certainly a boost when uh, you have a guy like that, especially in the postseason. But I think for me, it's all about the confidence that this Texans team has played with and what we've seen from C.J. Stroud so far. Not just him, the defense. Will Mm -hmm. Anderson making his name known on the defense as one of the other first-round picks that the Texans have. So for me, I will go with the points here. I do like the angle of taking a passing offense, backdoor covering, because think about it, if they're behind – they are more built to play from behind if they are a passing offense and they can get points on the board quickly. So I'll take the points with the Texans. That is my first leaning. Maybe I will look more into this throughout the week and change my mind. But as of now, I'll take the points. Yeah, I I think I would take the points too. And it feels like that we're still not giving. The more I think about this, the more I like the Texans. It feels like we're not giving the Texans and C.J. Stroud in particular enough credit here. And when you talk about ceiling, then certainly C.J. Stroud, how scary is it and how excited must you be if you're a Houston fan that C.J. Stroud looks like this in his rookie season? He is only going to get better. So I don't know if that if that arc continues against the Ravens, but I really love the Browns over the past weekend. I thought the Browns were the right call. I thought that Browns Whoa. defense. I yeah. I mean, I was wrong <sighs> Me too, on that. Brother. Yeah, Me too, I, brother. I, I believed in Joe Flacco. We played the Joe Flacco mm. song. And what happened? Oof. Two pick sixes. That was brutal to watch. But you figured that Browns defense, which was the best defense during the regular season, would give CJ Stroud fits. Nope. Not at all now the ravens might be a different animal yes you're right double d i was wacko for flacco it's not the first time he's got me but now you think maybe the ravens with an extra week to get ready and also a very solid defense and also mark andrews coming back for baltimore offense potentially maybe that explains the line it still seems too big (sighs) sabotage factor is we talked about this It has not seemed like the spread had mattered in a lot of these games. In fact, the spread only mattered in one game in the super wild card round, and that was between the Rams and the Lions. So maybe it's a blowout win for the Ravens, Mm -hmm. and maybe we're wrong here. 
but I think I would lean towards the points and the Texans. Also, does this go into the handicap at all? The previous issues that the Ravens had had with coming into the postseason rusty. Please correct me if I'm wrong, because I do think this is a thing. I need to look it up. But I feel like there has been, you know, some talk over the past few years about, you know, the Ravens not looking ready to go in the first half of some of these playoff games when they were, you know, a team that had the the first round bye. Do you think there's a case for Russ and the Ravens here? Oh, yeah, maybe. I think so. The the Ravens, the one thing I, I oh, double D. Did you just put Lamar Jackson will choke like he always does? Get out of town. It's, no, Lamar Jackson's not going to choke. The same people, the same people who think Lamar Jackson is going to choke are the same people who thought he would never return to his MVP form. The same people who thought, oh, he's always injured. Lamar Jackson is going to win the MVP this season. He's been unbelievable. The one thing I do love about the Ravens, though, and this is something that you can't really put a number on, man, I love their mentality. Like, they they refuse. It's very Baltimore. It's very Baltimore of, of the Ravens, right? Blue-collar city, kind of us against the world. And the Ravens have taken on, have taken on that sort of mentality playing with that chip on their shoulder where even if they're the favorites, they refuse to acknowledge it. And I know a lot of teams do this, Chelsea, but if you listen to the Ravens per like to a man, they act like they have been slighted for like the past two seasons. And I think it has galvanized them, particularly through all these injuries and really made them a dangerous football team. Oh, they're definitely dangerous. I think the question is the spread here. Do you think that the Texans have a chance at winning this one like i think that is an interesting discussion but i think we're kind of going into this one saying okay the case is it's too many points that's why i'm choosing the texans but do you think there's a chance that the texans actually win this game no i just don't see it i just don't see it i think i think the texans have been very good this season i think they are a great story but and i think they can keep within the number because i think this number is large like it's a huge Mm -hmm. number But I also think at the same time, the Ravens are a different animal. And the Ravens, the way they played over the past few weeks, particularly with Lamar at quarterback, they just find ways to win. And also, as much as I love D'Amico Ryans, you give the coaching advantage to John Harbaugh. He has been there. He has done that. He has won a Super Bowl. And there's no question D'Amico's done an incredible job. But if you're talking about coaches who have been there, who know how to get teams prepared, he's been there and he's been in this moment. So... I think Baltimore wins this game. I will be stunned if Houston wins. Houston has been better at home this season. They're seven and three at home as opposed to just four and four away from home. We know Baltimore is going to be a tough mm-hmm. place to play. So maybe that goes into it as well. Jenks, we were talking about conspiracy theories earlier. Mm-hmm. Here's a funny one that my husband was trying to talk me into. So I've told you about our bird feeder and how we love gathering around the bird feeder and watching the birds. So we saw three Ravens sitting at the bird feeder. Does this mm-hmm. mean we take the Ravens by three in the Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ravens by three in a – I don't know, Chelsea. Are you Chelsea. asking me Ravens? Oh, ah. it was. Now I'm, I'm not project- asking you for a legitimate question. Like, this was not a legitimate thing. My husband was like, ooh, Ravens by three. <laughs> There's three Ravens sitting there. I don't think I had seen a Raven before, though. They do have like this purplish tent. And I was like, wow, there's some ravens. Yeah. Maybe it is a sign.
from the betting gods. Can Jake place a bet right now on the exact margin of victory by the Ravens in the Super Bowl? If he can, if he can get Ravens by three in the Super Bowl right now, Chelsea, I don't know what the payout would be, but Jake and his bird watching could win you guys a lot of money. <laughs> right. A lot of money. I don't think it is a bet. I know you can pick like the the contenders in the Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. I don't know if we've got the the margin of victory just that uh just yet. But wouldn't that be crazy? Because look at the other conspiracy theory. It is held up so far. Like the Super Bowl yeah. logo one, the fact that it's purple and red, and usually that I, signifies who's gonna be in the Super Bowl. What was that like a couple months ago, a month ago that that was released? It's looking golden. Yeah. I actually put a a sprinkle on that match. I forget what the odds are. It was only like $5. I was like, you know what? I'll buy into this conspiracy theory. I forget what it was. There's really good odds because we were talking about mm-hmm. this weeks ago. I need to look at that again. Also, Bill just put in our chat, you can't bet the spread right now in the Super Bowl. You can only bet the exact matchup. But later on, maybe that bet will come open and Jake and you guys will cash. Coming up next here on the show, it is our first chance of the week to make you some money with our best bets. That is on the Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Start there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. And welcome back on Monica Time. Thanks for being with us live across the country from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in the East, Monday through Friday. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. Best bets coming your way shortly. Chelsea, I would imagine, I'm going to take a wild guess here, that over the weekend, your husband Jake, who is a massive golf fan, watched some of the Sony Open. And what a thrilling finish it was because there was a playoff and a great story, which we can talk about now or at some other time. But Grayson Murray, who has had problems with alcohol, had a, a very scary situation a few years ago in Mexico at a tournament, four-day anxiety attack. Now he's sober and got his first win on the tour since 2017. He's been sober for eight months now. Hit a 38-and-a-half-foot putt during the playoff to win this thing. It was amazing. Did Jake watch any of this? We definitely had it on, but I didn't learn anything about the golf tournament. All I knew was we had a talk, and I think our family vacation next year is going to be to Hawaii. Because, you know, they show the bump shots, and you're like, ooh, God, Hawaii looks amazing. So that's all I can tell you about the Sony Open. Didn't watch any (laughs) of it. Except for, you know, the coverage shots of the palm tree swaying, the ocean looking oh. so blue. 
So I got nothing for you other than Hawaii looks beautiful. And I've never been. I've never been either. Have you guys set the trip yet? Because I definitely want to get, we're going to St. Martin in, what do we got now? Close to eh, probably seven weeks. We're counting it down. We're getting there. We're excited. Trip set, ready to go. But I would love to go to Hawaii and I haven't been. So are you guys ready to go? Is the trip in stone? You're, you're going? No, it's the next year. I mean, we just kind of ah. threw it against the wall. We're going to Europe like in a couple months. So like that's our big trip this year. So no, I have not booked it a year out. I'm not <laughs> that much of a planner. No, like I will book are. something like, do you think I'm that much of a planner? I feel like you know me know. better than that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I literally I put trying. my best bet in 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Well, that's true. I was like, well, we need to, okay, there it is as I'm talking. That's a good point. You're the, just the opposite of our friend, Jen. Jen and Chris is a couple we know here in DC and they're close friends of ours and they're going to be in St. Martin as well. So we're going to, we're not going to hang out with them the entire time. We're going to do some activities with them and it should be fun. But I probably said this before, Jen works for NASA and she's an actual rocket scientist. So when she plans I mean, this is why she's great at her job, right? You have to be incredibly meticulous. You have to be super detail-oriented when you're talking about rocket science. So when she is sending us text messages or emails about the potential excursions or things we're going to do, like my head is about to explode. I'm like, Jen, there are six emails here, six emails, and there are so many details here, it's making my head spin. Like, shouldn't this be like, hey, we're set for this excursion on a Wednesday. We'll meet at 1130 and we'll go from there. And then it's just like all of these numbers and everything planned out. And I'm like, oh, my God. So it's interesting, the difference in planning where some people like me are very, I think, pretty laid back. You want to plan. And then some people are, I've got everything down to the very, very last detail. Yeah. Does that sound like me? No. That does not sound like me at all. all. So there you have it. (laughs) Uh, The last time we went to Europe, we literally booked flights for like, we went to Europe for a week and we're like, we'll pick a city once we get there. And we bought bought a flight the day of and went to Barcelona. We're like, we'll go there. And it was like $37 or something. Travel in Europe back then, which was like maybe seven years ago. It was so easy. I'm like, why can't it be like this here? Where if you wait till the last day, Southwest Airlines oh, no. is like, oh, $1,000 each <laughs> way. We've got you covered. Gotta hate that. <laughs> and if you want to upgrade to maybe a nicer seat, here's an extra $200. Are you interested in that? Ah, oh, it's the worst. Coming up next on Beck Hill Daily, Isaac Trotter from 24-7 Sports will talk college hoops with the crew. If you missed our conversation about Early thoughts on the NFL playoff picture with the divisional round this weekend. All you got to do is do us a solid download and subscribe to the Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts. All right, new week for us. Time to win the people some cash. Let's do it. Time to place your bets. I see you're going back to the house of college. I was going to say mid-major, but this isn't mid-major. This is college basketball. What are you thinking? 
Yeah, quietly, the Mountain West has had some really good games. I believe New Mexico's in the Mountain West. Maybe I'm totally wrong there. Uh, but where I'm going is New Mexico. They're hosting Utah State today. I was monitoring this game overnight. This line was four and a half. Now it's moved to five and a half. So clearly, some money coming in on the home team here. The thing about Utah State is they are riding a 15-game win streak coming into this game, which at first glance, you say, okay, this team's getting five and a half. Wouldn't you take that team? Uh, well, if you look at some of those wins, I feel like the ball has bounced in their favor in a lot of those. Like last game, they won because they scored five points within 14 seconds to end the game. So maybe they're not quite as strong as their record indicates. I think this is a case where, number one, you see that the ranked team, which is Utah State, is the underdog here. It's kind of like in college football, where if you see the team that's unranked, that is the favorite going against a ranked team, that's your number one red flag. Uh, but New Mexico has been fantastic at home this season, a perfect 9-0, and led by some really good defense. I think that's going to be the case going against Utah State. Utah State has had, you know, some good offensive games, but New Mexico ranks in the top 26 in most defensive categories. They're playing at home. This has been a really rowdy crowd uh, and just coming off a ranked win over San Diego State. So I like the way that New Mexico is playing right now. I will take New Mexico laying five and a half at home over Utah State. Let's go. I'm going to the ice. Let's go. Had a nice week last week. Hopefully we can keep it going. Avs at the Sins over six and a half, minus 140. This is already getting to seven in a couple spots. A couple reasons to like the over here. First of all, the Colorado offense ranked second in the NHL. They dropped 3.67 goals per game. The Ottawa offense, not too shabby either, 3.32 goals per game. That's ninth in the NHL. But what this really comes down to is lack of defense, especially on the Ottawa side. They have a save percentage overall this season of only .882. We're also going to see at least one backup net mark between the pipes because Colorado's on the back end of a back-to-back. -back. Look at the trends this season as well. Colorado, 24-17-2 to the over. Ottawa, 21-14-3 to the over. That is the play. Over between the Avs and the Sens. Wow, thrilling NHL analysis that I definitely <laughs> was listening to and not staring out the window mm. at this beautiful snow that I'm going to be playing in. All right, 8-Ball, we need a pick. Do you like our plays today? Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, A-Ball, how about my play? Taking New Mexico minus five and a half against Utah State. A-Ball, do we like it? A-Ball is not giving me an answer. Come on, A-Ball. Uh, we need an answer. As I see it, yes. That is oh. one for one. All right, so abs and sins over six and a half. <laughs> God. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, like, do uh, we need to shorten those? The abs? Well, and, you couldn't say avalanche and the senators? They're like, oh, it's too tiring. Abs are you really sins. critiquing hockey? I'm looking uh, at you even reading these names. Oh, uh, I was trying to make it easy on you. Oh, why can you put a lanch on there? Or a tour? <laughs> a lanch. Oh, the lanch. The lanch. 
Guys, if you want to check out the 8-Ball, if you want to watch all of the shows on the BetQL Network, because we specialize in wagertainment, it is twitch.tv slash BetQL. Chelsea, it is lean time. Anything else striking your fancy for the peeps? I ain't leaning. Standing straight up. How about you? <laughs> you got any more plays? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Jets, three-way money line. Only minus 120 host in the aisles. I wanted to go full game money line. You can get it at minus 175 if you feel like it. I know a lot of guys who bet on hockey who will bet lines like that. I'm not going to do that. Here's why I like the Jets on the three-way money line. First of all, nice time to fade the aisles. They are coming off a 5 nothing loss to the Wild last night in Minnesota. So back into the back-to-back. And frankly, Islanders are struggling right now. They're 1-5 in their last six games overall. Conversely, while the Islanders have had a lot of success overall against the Jets over the past couple seasons, the Jets are red hot. They're 8-1 in their last nine games overall. They're 6-1 in their last seven games at home. And I don't know if Ilya Sorokin will be in net tonight for the Isles because he played last night. And if he doesn't go, I think they get some sort of – like third string dude I haven't even heard of going for the aisles. Let's go Jets in regulation. Minus 120 on the money line. Time for your BetQL five-star best bet for insight, historical trends, articles, everything you need to become a more informed better. Just download the incredible BetQL app. The Donkster is not with us this morning. He's playing in the snow, but he says King's money line plus 120 at the stars. And he's also going college basketball. Alabama minus 14 and a half hosting Missouri. Do you know anything about that game at all? College basketball expert, Chelsea Messenger. No, I do not. But I'm saying some Washington drama that I want to hear your take on. Did you see this tweet from Jay Gruden? He said, if I ever put a quarterback through, Philly is putting Jalen through. I apologize. Ooh, I want to hear your take on that someday soon. And did you see what Brian Mitchell responded? We're running out of time, but then B. Mitch responded to that, and then they've gone back and forth. Oh, I can't wait to investigate that more. That's going to do it for this edition of the Daily Tip from BQL, presented by BetMGM. She is Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Go out and have a fantastic Tuesday. See you right here tomorrow. Bye. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.